FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdullah Keep Shabazz, the program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you, my friend? No lawyering today. Nothing? Well, well I got some lawyer research I got to do today, but no court today. Ah, well, uh, somebody who does have a lot to do today apparently is Mike Braun, <laughs> because you have reported via IndiePolitics.org, as you alluded to last week in the cheat sheet, which I know because I'm a subscriber. It is indeed the best $50 you'll spend all year over at IndiePolitics.org, and this is why. Abdul, you'd subscribe to the cheat sheet because while this is big news for our listeners, if they were subscribers, they would already know what uh, was transpiring or in the works. You are reporting via free to the masses that Mike Braun is going to run for governor. Yes. Uh, I know Mike Braun has been thinking about running for a while. Uh, the last time he was here, he said he'd let us know eventually. Uh, I know he has been happy in the Senate. Uh, he doesn't think that the Senate, the Republicans, going to get the majority back. And so. Uh, he's been calling and talking to county chairman across the state, Republican county chairman, saying, hey, I'm going to run uh, for governor. And so I got it confirmed yesterday uh, to a couple of county chairmen that he spoke to that, hey, Mike, they called me like, hey, Mike Ron oh. called me and said he's running for governor. Okay. It's like, oh, so I guess it's official now. All right. So let's. And, he, and he'll announce after Election Day, officially announce. Okay. So let's explore this for a second. I think this is super interesting on a variety of levels. First of all, remember, let's go back in the time machine. And you know, Abdul, the only person I know who is more humble than me is you. <laughs> and if you will recall way back in the time machine, I guess this would have been, what would this have been when he ran? let's say late 2017 early 2018 when there were some polls coming out and it was like mike braun at one percent in the primary and messer and rokita were taking up the most of the oxygen two good-looking people who you're hearing on this radio show right now said that guy's gonna win and he's gonna win easy and nobody believed us at the time and yet here we are. He's a U.S. senator now. He's a U.S. senator because he has infinite money. Now the the, the, the yes, thing- Mike had infinite money, and I will say what really did it for his campaign was the cutout commercial. Yes, of Rakita and Messer saying these guys are are, are liking their cutouts. <laughs> and I recall how he got the how he got the idea for the commercial. He was actually on a fishing trip mm-hmm. with a friend of his, and they were just kind of talking about the Senate race. And his buddy said, "You know what? That Todd Rakita, Luke Messer, those guys are just they're just basically cardboard uh, cutouts." Yeah. And so that sort of got things started. I'll never forget when he's got the Rakita. Hey, you're kind of quiet back there. Yeah. Well, now, now, infinite money, though. I mentioned the infinite money because he used it to win the U.S. Senate primary. But I think we had reported at the time not everyone in the Braun household was super excited about using infinite money to become a United States senator. Yes. Uh, I know the I know the the wife had some concerns. The kids weren't totally happy. Like, Dad, you're spending our inheritance yeah. on, on a U.S. Senate run. Hopefully this pans out for you. And look, luckily for him, uh, it did. Now, and also we'll say this, how I knew Mike Braun was, there was something about Mike Braun was, I was in Northern, I was at home in Chicago where my parents were still alive, visiting them, and I heard a Mike Braun commercial on WBBM News Radio. Yeah. Because BBM News Radio is like the IBC radio of, of Chicago. Yes. And when I heard a Mike Braun commercial on WBBM, which ain't cheap, yeah. by any stretch of the imagination, like, okay, there's something going, there's, there's, some, there's something here. Okay, so I mentioned that 
coming full circle. We got 30 minutes to fill here, so you can go, you can take the long the long way around. He has a safe Senate seat. Now Braun has a tendency to unprompted put his foot in his mouth he's done that numerous times but by and large he hasn't done anything that you would say wow he's going to be in real trouble if, if he were to run for re-election he should win pretty easily why would you give up a safe senate seat in which you must spend zero of your infinite dollars to run for an office that well you know it, it's it's not a guarantee you'll even get out of the primary much less win the general election. You'll probably have to spend some of your infinite dollars. Why would you do this? Well, Mike has always been more of the member more a member of the executive branch than the legislative branch. Uh, I remember when he was a state rep for a little while. I mean, he did some some workforce development things. And as far as being in the Senate goes, he doesn't like being a member a, a member of that one. He'd rather be an executive because that's what he is. Uh-huh. He's, got, he's got you know his companies that he, that he runs, and so. Being being in the minority and being in a legislative body and just not liking Washington D.C. whatsoever, I mean, if you, if you got the money, why not? At, at least running for governor, you got a shot because it's still only Eric Doden, uh, Suzanne Crouch, uh, possibly uh, Trey Hollingsworth, and then a, a TBA. Okay, so let's talk about Hollingsworth real quick because I think Hollingsworth saw himself as being the infinite money guy in which I can just uh, you know go out in the middle of the street and throw dollars up in the air and go we. <laughs> and and blanket the airwaves and become a you know a, a governor. That's kind of how Hollingsworth became a congressman. It's how Mike Braun became a senator. If you're Trey Hollingsworth, are you suddenly going? Well, you know, I kind of want to be governor, but I also like my money too. And I think Braun probably, if we're going to play the infinite money game, has a better chance to maximize that to become governor than Hollingsworth does. Yes and no, uh, because while Hollingsworth himself is not uh, wealthy, his father is. <laughs> So you, so you got to keep that in mind. Number two. Um, I'm glad you pointed that out because I think some of the Hollingsworth people get really mad when I always talk about how he used he, he used and could use family money. But that's a thing, right? Yeah, yeah that's okay. a thing. And, and you're running for governor. You can, don't, there are no campaign limits when you're running for governor. Just can't Corporations can't give. That's right. just the main rule in Indiana. Right. Um, I want to say uh, with Hollingsworth, I know he and Braun had a discussion about because Braun gave – did a courtesy call like, "Hey, I'm going to be running for governor X Y Z." I don't know what Bra- I don't know what Hollingsworth is going to do yet. Uh, I actually plan to talk to him this weekend uh, to find out. Okay, now that Mike's in the race, uh, you two are sort of the big two big money guys. Yeah. What if, are you are you still planning to run or think about running or are you just going to go work for your dad? So uh, I have a better idea for the next week's state house happenings. Uh, but I would not be surprised if if. Mike Braun getting the race sort of made everybody sort of take a deep breath. Yeah, this is why you're the best in the business. You get all this information. You have, <laughs> you're making me a fortune right now. <laughs> We're here to help. Uh, okay, so obviously you mentioned the the or we had talked about previously about using his own money for the U.S. Senate race. How does that? You don't exactly strike me as the sort of person who uh, will go to your wife and say, "May I do this." Is that how does it work in your house? Do you say, "May I do this?" Because you have a lot of fine tastes in life um, and expensive things. We are my wife and I. We don't necessarily ask for permission to do things. Uh-huh. We just sort of inform the other, "Hey, here, dear, here's what's going on. You got an issue or, or a problem with it?" And then my wife will let me know what her concerns are. So, what my concerns are, yeah, and we'll, we just kind of go from there. Well, I ask that because at some point, I'm sure, I assume he's already done this. Didn't he have to have a conversation like with his wife and his kids again and go, "Look." 
I know you weren't real happy the last time. I would say they've had that conversation a while back. Yeah. Because Mike has not been happy in the U.S. Senate for a while. Why did he run? What did he think it was? You know what? (laughs) Actually, actually, I will say this. When you run for public office, you have an idea what the office does and entails, but you really just don't know until you actually physically get there. It's it's like the old joke is blah, 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 qualified for president. Well, technically nobody is until you actually get, get the job. So... I, I would argue with with uh, with Mike Braun, he has, he's been miserable for a while. He's spoken to his family about it, and if uh, his wife was probably like, you know what, go run for something else because I'm tired of hearing you complain all day. <laughs> you know, and the idea of going back to running his company full time and having a real job once you've been in Washington D.C. that's probably out of the uh, out of the question. Okay, I want to come back to Braun, but first I want to go back to something else that you uh, mentioned in the cheat sheet this past weekend. Again, remind you, you can get your subscription over at indiepolitics.org and if you had this subscription you would know what we're talking about uh you reported unlikely mitch daniels is going to run what's going on um what i found out actually last thursday uh was that uh mitch daniels likes to likes to likes to talk Uh about him running for governor i don't think he will for two reasons number one he just bought a house in southwest florida Uh and number two just joined a country club in southwest florida and you don't buy a house and join a country club if you're planning to be governor in Florida, if you're planning to be governor of right. Indiana. So that's why I don't necessarily think Mitch Daniel. Now, there's still going to be still gonna be a slight, a slim, slim chance. Right. But then again, I could also find my TIE fighter down the Death Star Canyon and blow it up. Well, <laughs> well and then part of it, too, is right. Like, So there has now become this perception, especially in Republican circles, that Mitch Daniels was the infallible governor man who everything he did turned to gold and everything he did worked out splendidly and everything he did made everyone incredibly happy. It's going to be close to reality. There's a whole bunch of things that he did that if he did them today, based on the makeup of the Republican Party, people would lose their minds. There's probably part of you that is just better to be remembered as the best than giving the opportunity to be proven wrong. Well, as I joke and say, leave before they get to know you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that's what i was always taught okay, okay so let's look so you think daniels is out of the equation i, I don't think daniels is going to run was he ever in the equation i would say yes he probably thought about it seriously for a while, like hey i could go back i could do xyz blah blah blah, blah. It, it's kind of like me going back to the old radio station I used to work at back in springfield every uh-huh. once in a while like you know be, those times yeah. were fun we didn't have a producer you had to take the calls live yeah, and sure and run the dumb button and then you realize what the hell was i thinking yeah okay <laughs> so the makeup now of the run for governor let's put braun in the equation i guess there's what three front runners we would say um i would say technically four if you count trey hollingsworth okay well let's count the people we know are in all right okay we'll ask you this right now if you had to bet hollingsworth you know braun's in we'll operate from the same way braun's in hollingsworth in or out um i would say in with a small I. Really? With a, with a very Even small Even if I. there's an infinite money guy already in the equation, you think Hollingsworth will get in? But remember, Hollingsworth has infinite money, too. Well, I agree, but I mean, if I would rather lose it running for governor <laughs> or keep it, I'd rather keep it. Uh, okay, so you got, we'll include Hollingsworth, Braun. Suzanne Crouch is going to run, right? The lieutenant governor? Oh, yeah. She's going she's gonna to run. What's her case? Because she's so... Whether it's right or wrong, and by the way, I think Susan Crouch is infinitely smarter and infinitely better than Eric Holcomb. I will say that. But that being said, and I told Adam Wren this in his Importantville publication a couple months ago, she's got as much chance of being governor as I do being linked up to Holcomb. 
Well, not necessarily, because here's why. Because the more crowded primary, the better it is for Suzanne Crouch. Because you would you would yeah, assume, tell explain you you would assume that there is that there is forty percent of the Republicans who who are quote unquote establishment. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's, it's kind of like and I based the number on Richard Murdoch when Richard Mur- when Richard Murdoch ran yeah for for uh for the for the U S Senate back in two thousand twelve uh he got six percent of the vote uh Luger 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 got forty percent of the vote. Go back to when Dan Coats ran against that that laundry list of yes. people. Dan Coates got about forty percent of the vote. Everybody else sort of split the split the sixty percent. Uh, okay. So that's why I argue based on that based on those two based on those two data points, Suzanne Crouch walks in with forty, forty five percent of the vote as lieutenant governor. Okay, the Doden guy is interesting because he has, as Jeff Spicoli said in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Buku Dolores as well. And he's got what like his own money, he's got other people's money, he's got you reported, I can't remember the number was, but like millions of dollars already. And yeah, nobody two, knows who this guy is. Yeah, he's got $2.3 million. Suzanne's got two point five. Where is all his money coming from? Nobody knows who this guy is. Like, if you if you stopped a guy, like, if you stopped somebody on the street, the casual political observer and said Suzanne Kratz, they could probably tell you she's the lieutenant governor. Mike Braun, he's a U.S. senator, trailing towards his congressman. I'm talking about the person who's quasi-aware of what's going on. But nobody knows who Eric Doden is. You see, but the thing is, I don't need everybody to know who Eric Doden is. Now I just need people with money to know who Eric Doden is. Well, that's is. my point. Who who are these people who are these, clearly these, these, giving these, generously? These are people who pay attention to what's going on. Because, oh. because the average person in the street doesn't know Eric Doden, but also the average person in the street doesn't have $20,000 to write a check to Yeah, get. I guess. I, I, need more, I need more of those friends in my life. <laughs> Less <laughs> of you, more of them. <laughs> I got plenty of them. <laughs> okay, so uh, in, in those four people... That pretty much solidifies all the lanes, right? You got establishment. You've got Doden's got ties to the Pence people, so the maybe more traditional conservative. Mike Braun trying to fill a conservative lane. I mean, all the lanes are pretty filled at that point, right? Yeah, and then we also have what I call TBA. Yeah, whoever that person is that no one's paying attention to, to yet who don't who don't, yeah. we don't know who they are. I would say if you got Suzanne Crouch and those three guys, Suzanne Crouch gets it. Hey, thanks for doing the work to fill half this show today. It was very <laughs> nice of you. I woke up this morning and saw your reporting and said, well, that's a pleasant surprise. And actually, that's part of the reason why I did it last night about 11 o'clock. <laughs> I, I waited till the 11 o'clock news started. Like, okay, I should put this out in the morning or to it now. I'm like, ah, let's just put it out now. Then Rob and I, I'll just text Rob in the morning. We'll talk about it. Freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Padula, Kim Shabazz, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. All right, there was a big, big forum that took place in Indianapolis this week it involved the two candidates for marion county prosecutor obviously this show we cover all statewide indiana politics and government let's face it the capital city is still the primary driver of many things that happen across our state the capital city's in big troubles it relates to crime and violence and also it- something to keep in mind too i, I, I remind people why because i because uh, i used uh the i used the, the marion county prosecutors debate for my state house for for indiana issues yes uh, this week and so it's more like somebody like, well, why so much? Why should somebody in Evansville care about what happens in Indianapolis? Like, well, number one, it's your capital city. 
Number two, and more importantly, it's your seat of government. Yeah. And so if there's white-collar crime or corruption going on in government, guess who prosecutes it? The Marion County prosecutor. Right. So it is uh, Ryan Mears, the incumbent prosecutor now. Correct me if I'm wrong. He has not yet run for election. He was appointed to that seat, correct? Um, or has he won an election? Uh, he has. A, he, he won an election, but it was about a precinct committee. Piece yeah, yeah, I'm so. saying he, like, he has not stood in front of the voters yet, right. correct? Okay. Terry Curry stepped down. Yeah, because Terry Curry, uh, he had cancer. He passed away. Yes. Okay. So he is facing the voters, I believe, for the first time. And then he's running against Cindy Carrasco, who's a pretty— Let's say this. Cindy Carrasco is about as good as Marion County Republicans are going to do. Right, I mean, she was a, a Holcomb person. She wasn't she the ethics inspector general? Uh, inspector general. She was an ethics person. Uh, she is, I mean, on paper, in terms of being able to fundraise, the background. She's an A plus candidate for the married caddy Republicans. Um, the only thing missing in Cindy's background is uh, like criminal trial, right? Criminal, criminal, like homicide, murder trial right. experience. But that question popped up uh, during the debate. Uh, well, not, it really wasn't a debate. It was just more of a forum. This was who had this forum? Uh, it was a group called the North Shaylin Alliance. Okay, it's just, just a northeast side Indianapolis group of folks. Uh, they did they did they, they did crime. They did a crime summit last year when crime was getting out of control. They did it again this year. Both candidates showed up. And and and, and, and real quick before you uh, make your point, this is not a debate like you. We both get the question. I say you stink. You say I stink. I say you're a failure. You say I'm a failure. Uh, Mr. Mr. Kendall, you have 30 seconds to respond to Mr. Shabazz. Yes. Abdul, you ignorant <laughs> slut. You know, that sort of thing. Um, this is more like there's a question. You both give answers. You're not talking to each other. It's a more civilized form of civic engagement. Um, civilized is a, is a, is a, is a interesting word to use, but yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, there was a question about uh, experience. Yes. Because uh, because what happened was uh, it was done by like I said the, the form was done by the North Side of North Shaylin Alliance, and you get to submit questions kind of like the kind of like the the debate I did uh, with the Indiana Debate Commission. The questions are submitted by the public, not necessarily mm-hmm. the the moderator. And so the question was for for Cindy Carrasco, you've you've you've, you've never been you never tried a case before, so how can you be a prosecutor? And so her thing was it's like look, I've I've read I've read it off as a people, I've, you know, got leadership skills. And the inspector general, we do we work with prosecutors all all the time. Now, Ryan Mears was basically saying, like, look, um, I've, I've done like you know bajillion trials and since I've been in the prosecutor's office for sixteen years and change. A a, a a a a younger lawyer can come to me, hey Ryan, what do you think about X? I'm thinking about filing this charge as a class you know D felony or 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 an A felony. What do you think I should do? He said he can rely on that uh, experience. So. It, it was basically, do you like red wine or white wine? Okay. So, to me, Ryan Mears is basically John Belushi in the Blues Brothers, Jake Blues, under the bridge with Carrie Fisher screaming how it was locusts, a terrible flood, an earthquake, it wasn't my fault. I mean, that, he's got to convince people crime in this city is not his fault because I think everyone can agree crime is completely out of control. Well, all he has to do is just go kiss Gary Fisher. Then he'll be- <laughs> yes, that's the best part of the whole scene is where Dan Aykroyd goes, uh, try and take it easy. <laughs> yeah. I hate Illinois Nazis. Uh, yeah, I mean, but the thing is, the, the crime is out of control. The question is, number one, do people blame the prosecutor for it? And I don't necessarily think you blame the prosecutor uh, directly, However, the prosecutor does have some responsibility, just like the mayor does, just like IMP does, just like public defender does, just like the public safety infrastructure does. Uh, we're going to poll, actually starting Monday, 
Oh, my God. Yeah. They wrote the check yesterday. Uh, start polling Monday. And we're going to uh, look at the Marion County prosecutor's race to see what the numbers are. Uh, before, Ryan was like 46, 34 yeah. is, is what the numbers had been. And their internal, Mir's internal polling basically showed the same thing our poll did back in July. Yeah. So we'll see if anything has changed. It's a big climb to win in Marion County because it's what is it? Probably sixty forty at least registration advantage for the Democrats. Yeah, but but this but this race is different in the sense that uh, I, I say a Republican can win countywide if the Republican number one is not crazy, number two uh, talks to those independent Democrats and moderate and moderate voters. That's who Republicans need to speak to, and going up to, to you know the guys to the south side. If you're Republican, okay, that's fine and good. Yeah, the Republicans there. But you need to take your butt over on the east side of town or the near west side of town where people actually have to live with this stuff every single day. Right. Rob Kendall, Abdullah Keeb Shabazz, the program of State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. All right, so let's close the show. We seem to mention this guy every single week now in State House Happenings. Our old buddy Diego Morales. And he is uh, the Republican nominee for Secretary of State. You know, Abdullah, you ever made a large purchase? And some people tried to warn you about the purchase, but you were just dead set on making the purchase. It's called buyer's remorse. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. I bet there's a whole group of people right now that are starting to say to themselves, I have made an egregious mistake. Because I was mad at the governor. Yeah, which is fine. Look, nobody's going to, certainly not (laughs) on this side of the uh, glass here, going to begrudge you for being mad at the governor. The problem is we talked about this during the lead up to the convention. If you're mad at the governor, there's a guy you can vote for who could be your protest vote who's really qualified. That's Shelton, David Shelton, who was the Knox County clerk who actually would know how to do the job. And there were a whole bunch of people who, for whatever reason, I don't know, didn't want to hear that, didn't want anything to do with it. I don't know, because they were Pence supporters. I don't know why we tried to warn you uh, and people didn't listen to us. I I told you so uh, because – I got into a, a, a friendly discussion, and I use air quotes around friendly, with a major Diego supporter over the weekend who was mad at me over what I wrote in the cheat sheet just about all his problems. I mean, got fired from his job, quit before he got fired from, this, from the second job at the Secretary of State's office, bought the $43,000 vehicle, uh, backtracked on uh, early voting. Uh, then, he, then he's got some questions with his military record. And- the military thing is weird, isn't it? Like, And I keep asking this, and I, I can't remember all these shows run together now, but I think we got into this last week. Like, if you are, were, were, are in the military, and Jeff Moore is a great example of the libertarian running. Here's my record. Here's my stuff. Here's what I do. Let's talk about it, because the only thing I'm going to do as, as having an exemplary military service is win votes every time we talk about it. Diego, for someone who's had it in his ads, he's made it a focal point, and he like saluting the flag in one of his ads. Like it looks like he's in an elementary school or something. <laughs> he's very sketchy, or has been very sketchy, and it was like like pulling teeth. And he would, and and the, and the thing, in my opinion, that hurt Diego the most uh, was be be served. He signed up to serve for a certain number of years, only did like three months and eighteen days and some change. Uh, and then when he was asked. Well, why did you leave the military early? He's like, well, you got to talk to the military about that. <laughs> now, no, now usually, usually the military doesn't kick you out unless you're just either just a total screw up or you did something wrong. And, and this is it's a over it's a because some people got mad they said I can't believe you're promoting James Briggs in liberal indie, sir. Look, I promote things that are interesting. 
And the fact is this dude who we warned you about, this dude, has a whole bunch of unanswered questions on a whole bunch of different parts of his existence. The Secretary of State service to me is the number one thing that it's like, how could anybody look at that and go, yes, that seems like a perfect person to run this office? And he doesn't answer almost any of it. And then all he had to answer, and on the, and on the, on the, uh, the Secretary of State's question, all he had to say was like, look, you know, I was young at the time. I didn't take my job seriously. I was kind of stupid. I've grown up. I'm grown up since then. I'm mature then. Blah 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 blah. That's all you got to say, and just move but on. But they try to act like it didn't happen. It wasn't me. Like, but I saw you on the camera. It wasn't I mean, me. And here's the other thing: I don't understand how Rokita gets away with going. Oh yeah, Diego was a great employee. Well, according to the paperwork, your office is the one that fired him. Yep, exactly. How, do, how, how is this? So many members of the media have interviewed this guy. They talked to him. They're hung up on the military service. And the military service, I guess, is interesting, but it's like you have evidence that they don't deny is real. It's not like they go, well, that's forged. It's been manipulated. That's been whatever. Whether it's the Rokita letter saying he was fired or the Charlie White office saying he's about to be fired, they don't like dispute that that's real. How is everybody not focused on that? Because that's the actual office he wants to run. He's running for. Exactly. And and that's what, and it, like, I, like I mentioned to the person I got into the debate with uh, over the weekend, I was like, at what point do the shoes stop dropping? Yeah. At, at what point do it's like, okay, here's another thing. It's like, good Lord. And this is all happening uh, 50 days before an election and 20 days before early voting begins. Now, does Diego have a money advantage? Yes, uh, over, over Destiny Wells. Uh, but at the same time, money doesn't necessarily win you over everything because you still got to still got to remember 66% of Diego's of Republican supporters weren't we're undecided. And in our last poll, we're going to poll again, like I said, uh, starting next week. So we'll have uh, hopefully some results, if not for the next uh, state house happenings, for the one after that. Uh, but at the same time, though, it, it, does, it doesn't it does help. And then with the other crap that's uh, out there that I'm working on and apparently some well, other Well, hold on, hold on, because I want to ask you about that in just a second. <laughs> but the point is the reason we talk about this office so much is there are so many implications. Look, we all know what I think about Todd Young. But Todd Young is going to win. He's going to be United States Senator again. McDermott's not a very good candidate. The libertarian James Siniak, I really like him. I think he'll get somewhere between 7 and 10%, but it's not going to be enough. Todd Young's going to win. He'll be a U.S. Senator. And Todd Young will go and do Todd Young stuff, and I'll spend the next year, six years complaining about it. But the Jeff Moore, Destiny Wells, Diego Morales race has so many implications because, one, the Secretary of State oversees everything from elections to business licenses, and Whatever happens, and it also oversees securities and exchange, and also auto dealers. It's a huge office, and whatever happens in that office, the ramifications of not just who wins, but how everyone does, is so big that the libertarian Jeff Moore gets the ten percent and gets libertarians to get primary ballot access. It's a total new frontier in how elections are done in Indiana, and if they get seats on those election boards. Because every uh, county he gets second in, they get the Libertarians get the seat on the. I mean, there's just so much to this that it's, it's like such a big deal, and I cannot believe the Republicans potentially going to blow this with Diego. But it is, the, it is the Indiana Republican Party. And that's, oh, that's like snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Well, and so we'll get out of here on this. And I don't know how much you can say. I don't know how much you want to say. But apparently, not just you, but several other prominent people are working on some pretty big stuff involving Diego. Yes, uh, what I can say. Um, it involves it is it is for lack of a better term me too related oh and we'll just leave it at that and it's not just you no it is not just me there are several other folks uh in the state of indiana we're all we're all we're all 
try to get to the people to to get to the finish line first. Okay, is this the thing where like next week when Maybe. we come in here to record St. Louis Happenings, I'll say, "Gee, I wonder what we're going to talk about this week." Maybe oh. there, there's there's a forty percent chance the story will be done by next week, probably the week afterwards. Okay, so real quick, we got about a minute left. We all know the important people will hear this. It, will there be a meeting this weekend in which Diego is tied to a chair somewhere with the money people screaming at him? Whatever it is, tell us now. Yep. Is it Jack Bauer-esque type stuff? Tell us now. Your tell mission, us now. Your mission if you choose to accept it. This tape will self-destruct in 10 seconds. Good luck, Jim. Oh, man, man, man. You can't beat election season in the state of Indiana. When hey. I start dreaming about this stuff, that's what I know I got problems. Hey, you did a phenomenal job this week. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdul Kim Shabazz. The program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Abdul on Twitter at ATTYAbdul, at ATTYAbdul. And be sure to get yourself a very fabulous cheat sheet subscription. It's the best $50 you'll spend all year. You can find that at IndiePolitics.org, IndiePolitics.org. And you can hear Abdul most Saturdays, 1 until 3, Abdul at Large on 93.1 WIBC. Me, I'm on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall. And you can hear me weekdays, 9 until noon, weekdays, 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Abdul Hakeem Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.